from the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at deserttoyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. By Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. My summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere you may be joining us on this beautiful Tuesday. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, Laughlin, Nevada, about 10 stories up above the Colorado River. Still, it's AHL playoffs coming up next week, so I am working the West Coast. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate right next to the Hamptons on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things out on uh, the island today? Um, I can't even explain to you the the, <laughs> the difference in, in grand enough terms, the difference between the neighborhood I live in and the Hamptons. Okay. Okay, just checking. Um, okay. By the, by the way, I'm Carlos. My transition transmission uh, just finally burnt up, so I am currently Carlos in uh, Laughlin, nice. Nevada. So yeah, how's that? Well, there are worse places. You could be in my neighborhood, Carlos. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I just use one of your cars, one of the uh, the servants' cars, or what? Do you travel in a limo, or how does that work? Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't know what happened. You just fired the chauffeur because they're clearly not taking care of the vehicle he's supposed to be driving. So, uh, yeah, saying. exactly. Something like that. It's not working out well. Anyway, we're here to talk hockey tonight. It's Tuesday night. We're back on this uh, new schedule. We're on this new schedule now, 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know about you, Paul, but I'm liking it. I, I really like this time slot. It's... uh. It just works really well for what I was hoping to be doing <laughs> around this, which I'm not doing now because I'm Carlos. Well, but anyway, let's uh, let's put it this way: um, 
I'll let you know next week how this is working out. <laughs> it's working not, out great this on week. Spring break. Yeah, I'm on spring break. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, um, well, just look at it this way. No matter what, you're going to get the bed earlier. Well, that part is true. That part is definitely true on 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 you know mon- Sunday nights and Monday nights. I will get to bed earlier and Tuesday nights, obviously. Uh, get up, get to bed earlier, and not have to uh, be so jacked up after the podcast that it takes me a half hour to forty five minutes to get to sleep. Okay, so let's start off the show by giving you a shout out for a change because we don't ever do that. And uh, it's time to because all of the hard work that you've been putting in on this, uh, on the new drops and the new shows starting, a new name for a show tomorrow night, brand new show Thursday night with the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast tomorrow night, followed by the the Pro Hockey West Report on Thursday night, bringing new and uh, more content uh, from the, as you like to call it, and I like this, non-varsity sport. And uh, the Pacific Division I, I, of the American Hockey League. I was really looking for we we all agree those of us that uh, I mean I'm not near as intertwined in it as you have been over the years or or still are uh, with the ACHA and and um, what is referred to commonly as quote club hockey. Oh, I hate that word. Hate that's it. Why, that's why I said it the way I said it. So I'm struggling to look. For, so I was struggling to look for a term that would not conjure up the images of uh, anybody who's got skates can play. And yet at the same time, we know it's not the same as NCAA sponsored teams. So, I mean, for the purposes of recording, that's the phrase I used because uh, I couldn't think of another one. Yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so <laughs> so this morning, very early this morning, uh, right. my time, and uh, not your time since we're on a three-hour time difference, but I had a chance to catch up with the, uh, the head coach from uh, Adrian College and also the head coach of Team USA for the World Cup of University Hockey um they well are now right, let's get let's let's get that accurate let's get let it's the world university games no it's not it's not anymore that's different that's different really yes this is the world okay. cup of university hockey oh nice yeah eight Maybe teams we don't get a world cup of the nhl players eight teams um all gathering in uh carta romania and right. uh we'll play for a championship and um, I, I just want to play a little bit of this interview. I'll play the whole thing uh, tomorrow on tomorrow night's show. But I thought some of our listeners on the NCAA side might enjoy hearing a few words from just how much work and effort uh, these guys put in. Gary Astalis, as I said, the head coach from Adrian College, who lost a heartbreaker in the national championship uh, game to, um, to uh, Minot State. And tomorrow night, to uh, debut the new show name, uh, we'll have Wyatt Wasilenchuk, the head coach from Minot, join us in the first segment, and then I'll play this whole um, interview with Gary uh, tomorrow as well. But I just thought maybe it'd be a nice little listen in to, uh, to what's going on in the world of college hockey, non-varsity or non-NCAA. 
So if you'll give me just a couple minutes, I'll um I'll I'll play some sound for you. Right, well, I mean, I can't stop. You ready? You, so <laughs> you ready? Here it comes. This is Gary Astalis. I'm gonna kind of catch him in midstream here, but I think you'll get the drift of what he's talking about. You know, Ribs and Frankie and I have really enjoyed uh, kind of getting to know these guys on a personal level and 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 meeting kids that you know you only play against, so you don't really know who they are and and kind of what I've found in these last kind of couple of weeks, you know, working together and now the two days here is it's we got a really good group of young men and kids who are motivated and, and kids that uh, work hard and it's it's uh, it's been awesome. We got a really good group of kids. You know, you guys play a lot of games, obviously within the U.S. and in the, in the ACHA, but now it's a, a world event, and some of the guys have played probably in world events before uh, in, in foreign competition. But is there a little bit of uh, excitement, anxiety, all that stuff of just getting to Romania and getting settled and getting ready to play? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the guys we've been gripping the sticks a little bit those first 10, 15 minutes yesterday. But what I would say is I, I, I think we feel extremely prepared. Uh, guys like Brian Moran, Paul Heber, uh, Craig Barnett's been over there. Like a lot of these, these guys in these leadership roles have, have done this before. So obviously with Ribs and Frankie and I, this is our first time doing a international tournament. But uh, we've got a lot of good advice along the way. Uh, you know, with travel and setting up our sleep schedule with time difference. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of support. So I think our guys feel supported. I think our guys feel prepared. And we kind of, you know, we're ready to kind of get over there and get rocking and rolling. You mentioned you started off with Sweden, but uh, you're in a pool. It's a pool series type tournament, right? So you're in a pool or whatever, and, and there's another group. So give us a little thumbnail, if you can, about your pool and what you expect from those teams, if you know anything about them at all. Yeah, I mean, we don't know much. You know, we uh, the Sweden rosters obviously kind of do a little digging, but you, you don't really know what you're going to see. So for that first game of Sweden, like, there's there's no pre-scout. You know, we're, we're kind of just going in and trying to, try to control what we can control and stay within our systems. And that second game, uh, we have either Hungary or Slovakia, so we'll obviously see that play the day before and have a little bit of a better idea for a pre-scout, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll play each team in the pool, and then hopefully we can make it to uh, the semifinals and, and see where we can fall. Give us a little thumbnail of your roster. How many Bulldogs do you have? How many guys from UCO? Who, who stood out in the first couple of practices? Or or just give us uh, where you think the strength might be. Yeah, well, uh, in terms of the Adrian guys, I, you know, we have four guys here uh, on the U.S. team. Uh, so I you know, I, I think we got a little bit of everything. Um, what's neat is if we have three Adrian guys, we're stacking them on the line. We got three Liberty Fords, we're stacking them on the line. So for us to kind of build that consistency um, it is ideal. And then, you know, you look at the inner squad scrimmage with Canada yesterday, we had the West Selman Kramer line, you know, pot two bowls, which was, which was, uh, I think they were buzzing. And, and then our Aldridge, Buchholz, and, and Simpson line uh, positive one as well. So I think, we, you know, we can roll four lines. And, uh, you know, we got some really good PK shutdown guys like Jesse Lowell as well. And on the back end, I think we got Devin shutdown D. You know, you got uh, Baird and Cable, Minner, Kadolf, Bonner, Bombardier, Potter. So I think with those guys, you know, we have a really solid depth on the back end. And we can go with anyone in goal. We got Pavs. Uh, Barnhill and Bresti, those are three good guys that uh, were, were key contributors to their team 
uh, the back end for their for their season as well. So I think depth is on our side, and uh, I think the biggest thing is you know we don't want to sit back. We want to play fast. We want to play hard. We want to play smart. And I, I think we have the guys to, to try and execute that. Gary, when you put a roster like this together, it's uh, it's kind of an all star team. Sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge, but. Uh, I think in the ACHA it may be a little different because these guys uh, really are playing for the love of the game. There's no scholarships out there. There's no, uh, um, you know, cash being exchanged to play the game. So I think that might be an easier thing. Am I close on that at all? I mean, it's tough. It's tough. You got a lot of power play guys, you know. <laughs> so we're we're st- we're starting with three units. Uh, we're trying to disperse their the ice. I mean. We really don't want any of our D playing 30 minutes a night. So we're, we're trying to be strategic in a sense of, uh, you know, keeping the power play guys on the power play and our PK units on the PK. And I, I think that's the ideology behind it. But these kids work hard. I mean, uh, you said, obviously, there's no scholarships, but these are some, some hell of good players and, uh, you know, hardworking kids. And, and I know some of these guys, these seniors, obviously, after their season then they, they couldn't sign in a, a minor pro league like maybe the SP or something like that. So I think some of these seniors too have, have something to play for that they want to show they want to continue playing next year too. So uh so yeah, you know, I, it's been tough but it's a good group of kids and I think the biggest thing too is we told the guys they're they might be in a different role than they were on their team and these guys are all in. I, the the constant thing is, you know, whatever we need coach uh, wherever you need to put me is, is what's best for the team. And I've, I've heard that echo from a ton of guys. So I think we're all in the right mindset, right to rock. Gary, I've talked to a lot of players that have played uh, international competition, and they'll all say to a man that uh, just putting on that red, white, and blue jersey, it's, uh, it's a special feeling. Has that sense taken over you, the coaches, the rest of the players at this point yet, or is it going to take till maybe you get to the first game till you realize – Hey, we're playing for not just us, not just our school, not just our family, but we're playing for uh, the three letters, the USA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was definitely in our intro meeting. And, uh, you know, I know Rev's touched on that a lot with our group. That was that was his big message is there's only uh, the top whatever percent it is that's representing the ACHA and representing the United States. And I think there's a lot of pride, not just on the ice, but off the ice. We want to carry ourselves with class and respect and, um, it's definitely something that we're prideful of. So, you know, I, I think our guys are, are well aware that this is a special time and and a uh, really cool moment of their life. And, and I think they're, they're ready to uh, attack it and be ready to go. Okay, so that's just a snippet of my 17-minute conversation with the head coach from Team USA, Gary Astalis. Um, <laughs> uh I don't even know how to how to get into this, Paul, because it's it's so strange uh, to see these guys going to Romania. But um, yeah, especially Romania, I'm trying to think of the last time I saw um, a, a national team from Romania. I mean, it might have been 1980. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's been a long time. Uh, I, I I can't remember an international tournament. Um, and I listen, obviously I don't see every one of them, but I, at the quote unquote top levels, uh, I don't think I've seen, like I said, I think 1980 was the last time, but I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time on that either, but it's weird. Well, and 
And the really neat part about this is his coaching staff, you heard him mention Rivs and, uh, and DeForcristo, I believe is how you say it. Um, uh, Frankie, he calls him. That's his, uh, I believe, brother-in-law, if I'm not mistaken, who coaches at Indiana Tech. Michael Rivera, of course, coaches at UCO. So to bring these guys together, um, I also thought the thing was kind of neat when he said, hey, we got our Adrian line, we got our Liberty line. <laughs> He's built some line combinations out of uh, guys that have played together a whole year or more. Well, uh, I, I can't say that that's – I mean, that's what you try to do, right? I mean, if you're going to put together – you want to try and make that transition as smooth as possible. Um. Just, you know, it makes sense. That's what you would do, right? I mean, the, the communication is usually the key in, quote, all-star teams. And, and you know, if you, if you can cut down on those mistakes, you're already ahead of the game. Just for information, because I looked it up, uh, Pool A is the U.S., Hungary, which is kind of the first time I've really seen them in an international tournament. Uh, Slovakia and Sweden. Uh, the other pool will be Canada, Romania, Poland, and the Czech Republic. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you looked it up. I was uh, I was intrigued to find out that you did that. But anyway, uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting to know that yeah. there's there's still guys playing. And you want to talk about a trip, Paul? They were in Albany. Uh, you're familiar with that, correct? I am. I've been there a few times in the last <laughs> ten months. So they gathered in Albany a couple of days ago. They played a, uh, a short scrimmage with Team Canada yesterday. Um, then they got up early this morning, had another team practice, and then got on the bus. Gary said they got lunch, served on the bus at about 11, and um, drove from there to JFK. Then they're expecting a oh. uh, seven, eight, nine-hour flight to get to Germany. Right. And Well, total. They're going to fly to Germany, then go from Germany to Budapest. And then um, once they get there, it's a two to four hour drive to Carta where the games are being played. So you figure out that it's a six hour time difference. Right. <laughs> so you're gonna they're gonna be six hours ahead of you in New York. Well, listen, if they if they if they made that trip during rush hour, they might still be if they left at eleven <laughs> o'clock this morning, they still yeah. might be on their way to JFK. Hopefully their bus has got a yeah, a better G, a better chance to get through it than other people. But anyway, oh, no, I doubt it. So so that was their plan. That's what they're going to be doing. Then they're going to get there. They get a day to practice, and then the games start. Uh, and and they're going at. So I asked them a couple of questions, and you can get the answers uh, tomorrow night. But I said, you know, there's some differences. Obviously, you're traveling across the country to a, a foreign country you've never been to before, and right. um, you know. The time difference is one thing. The ice surfaces are going to be different. The crowds are going to be different. But but you don't really hear about what are you going to do for food because uh, hockey players are creatures of habit, right? And I asked this to right. Gary. I said, and he said that the ACHA with uh, Brian Moran and, and Craig Barnett and those guys have done a really good job of setting this all up. So when they get there, they don't anticipate having any food issues or hotel issues or all that. Those guys have been over there and gotten everything done and we're there i think already um getting prepared for this but uh, i thought it was kind of interesting that people don't probably think about that um you know the nutrition wise of a hockey player right now because we see it all the time right um the way they have their pregame meals set up and yeah. 
being creatures of habit. So how do you do that and get prepared to know. play at the very top level of uh, of this type of tournament? I'll just say those guys are probably happy they don't have to go through a drive through to get it. <laughs> yeah, probably right. So again, this was a uh, not a cheap trip. The uh, players put in a lot of money of their own. Uh, there was fundraising going on for them. Their teams helped them out. The uh, um, American Collegiate Hockey Association, the ACHA, obviously had some input and some cash uh, flow into it. So. But can you imagine picking up, traveling all the way across for a two-week stay in Romania? I, I, I hope the ACHA picked up the bulk of that. Um, I hope so. Well, yeah, I don't think they picked up the bulk of it. but I think they Or USA Hockey or somebody. Yeah, I'm I'm not totally sure on that, but um, really, really kind of cool stuff. And Gary and I have gotten to be good friends, as you know, over the last couple of years. And I uh, watched him win a national championship during the COVID year and had a chance to visit with him and have him show me around that beautiful facility in Adrian, Michigan. So um, it, it's fun to be able to chat with him. And like I said, to have both him and Wyatt Wasselenchik from Minot State on our first show as the uh, American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast begins a run um cool very cool i think so anyway i just thought that'd be uh, a little different for our uh, our listeners to hear well listen you know they're putting on the usa jerseys so it matters yeah but are they putting it on tonight no they're probably still in the air <laughs> okay <laughs> because when they put it on tonight that means it's for real in my book. Well, yeah, but they're not doing that. They're still flying. They're, they're still not there. <laughs> you know what I mean. Eventually, they're going to put it on tonight. Well, see, you know, you gotta, it's got to be. You, gotta, you can't force the <laughs> issue. It's got to be natural. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's something natural. Jimmy Snugger has now he's officially coming back to the Minnesota Gophers. Well, I guess somebody had to. So so what does that mean? Logan Cooley is going to say, yeah, buddy, see you in Minnesota. Maybe. I don't know. Hasn't made the uh, commitment yet. Hasn't made it yet. What are they going to Okay. Does it matter? When he makes it? Or if he makes it? There's only one game left for the... um, There's only one game left for the um, uh, Arizona Coyotes, so uh, he might want to decide fairly soon. Why? Um, because if he's going to go sign now, why would you sign when you don't have any games to play? Why don't you just hang around and wait a little while and um, decide if you're going to be a part of the uh, program later? Um, maybe he's trying to decide, uh, do I want to, you know, I don't think it's a matter of that. I mean, if he, if he, if he signs, he's not really going to play until September and go to the training camp. Maybe he wants to see where where they're where where he's gonna what his hometown is gonna be. <laughs> okay, let's say that. <laughs> maybe, anyway, <laughs> no, maybe he wants to live in Chandler instead of Scottsdale. Oh, oh, good, good one. I thought you were leaning us another direction. Uh, well, we we can't answer that question until the the middle of May. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So then. Um, but what does he have to decide today? Only does he if have he to wants, decide only tonight. If he wants to play in the last. <laughs> only if he wants to play in the last game of the season. 
Well, maybe he doesn't want to play in the last game of the season. Maybe he wants to go in for training camp. I mean, if he doesn't decide until August, if he doesn't decide until August and he says, yeah, I'm going to go back to Minneapolis, are they going to say, no, you can't play now? (laughs) No. No, Okay, so why does he have to hurry? Why does he have to rush? I I didn't say he didn't. He wasn't going to hurry. I just said that he has not made that decision yet, and I don't know if we'll see that decision unless it's clear-cut and definitive that he's coming back to Minnesota, then we might hear that sooner than we hear that he's uh, signing with the Arizona Coyotes. So we'll see what maybe, happens. Maybe he wants to see where they end up in the draft lottery. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why not? That what would that matter? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, maybe he's, oh, I'm going to play with uh, Connor Bedard. I'm in. Yeah. Or well, Adam Fantilli. Keep, I'm in. Keep dreaming. He's not playing with Bedard. Anyway, not unless just, they trade him no, to someone. But anyway, my point is that you don't know what the, what's going to happen in the draft lottery. Maybe that does. Maybe that does affect his decision. Maybe. Anyway, I mean, it's not like he has to. I mean, he already knows how good the rink is. He's played there. Yeah, true. True, he has. Because it is. Well, a maybe he has played rink in Salt Lake City, or it is know, a collegiate rink after all. Yeah, yeah, it is a collegiate rink. Yeah, that's just very true. Um, so a couple more things, speaking of the collegiate rink, um, Joey Decord actually played on the collegiate rink. That was his, but now I want your opinion on this. Hold on. Hold. Don't say anything. I want your opinion on this as a, a Sun Devil alum, uh, tongue tied Sun Devil alum, uh, Joey Decord comes back. Uh, he's brought up on an emergency recall basis. Uh, everybody thinks it's going to be, I was told that it was going to be, Joey Decord's net. Um, then for some reason, Dave Haxtall said, um, no, we're going to start uh, Philip Grubauer. And um, with a minute 16 left and a 4-1 lead, he puts Joey into the game. Your thoughts as an alum, Paul, and as a hockey guy, did you like that gesture? Or would you rather, hey, if you're not going to start him, just don't play him? I don't know. <sighs> I- I'm going to sit here and I don't, I mean, I don't know what was said behind closed doors. No, obviously, we were do. told. None of us do. Obviously, we were told that it was being done for a certain reason. Or, or I don't know, it was part of the thought process. Um, I, I, I don't know what the emergency recall was. You know why? Um, why Joey was needed in, in to to be there for the game, right? I mean, well, we're gonna find out in a little bit because they're playing in Vegas tonight. The, they are uh, playing Kraken. in Vegas tonight. Yeah. And uh, uh, are you gonna go right back with um, with? Uh, Grubauer again tonight because this one means a whole bunch more than last night. Yeah, you wanted yeah, to win last I mean, night, but this one means a ton. Yeah, I mean the fact of the matter is, you know, was 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 there a specific reason why Martin Jones was not available for the game last night? Don't know, Paul. I uh, do not know that. Well, one. but that's that's my point. I mean, otherwise, it kind of seems like a big giant tease. 
because you know there were a lot of ASU fans who bought tickets or tried to get tickets for that game last night to see Joey Decord play. I mean, I know for a fact that there were people that were doing that. Yeah. People yeah, that I, I talked to. Yep. I know that same thing. So um, So I don't know. So I, so I you just, so get back to my question here. So as a alumni of ASU, uh, does it mean anything more to see Joey go out there for a minute sixteen, not even face a shot? No, or... I think it I think it I mean no, I, I just to me it was you know, when 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 yeah, to me it was like, really? You're gonna do that now with a minute sixteen left? I mean, uh, you were leading, you know, I mean, you were up three to one late enough in the game or, you know, maybe you put him in there to start the third period. I kind of would have been okay with that. Yeah. See, that's where I'm going. That's why I wanted to ask your opinion on it because that would have been my thought. If you're going to call him up to play there, A, Start him, let him play the game, and then let Grubauer rest and, and play him. And this is what the theory I was told was that that was what was happening. They were going to play him against the Coyotes so Grubauer could be fresh for the back-to-back against the Golden Knights in Vegas tonight. Um, that did not happen, obviously. And then I was thinking, like, why? Why a minute 16 left in the game? Um, you know, because here's the thing. Joey Decord... He knows, I'm sure he was hoping and praying that he was going to get a chance to start and play that game where he could play, at least say he played a whole game in there. A minute and 16 is kind of like, really? What are you doing? What listen, are you doing? Didn't I, even see I, a I'm shot. Sure, listen, I, I am sure that first of all, and, and when I, we're not at that level, so I don't want to, you get to put on an NHL uniform any night that you do that, you're grateful. Exactly. So I'm not trying okay. to downplay that part of it. No. I'm just sitting here and saying it just it like I said, you had a three one lead going into the third period. Um if if you'd have done it that way, I'd have been like, Yeah, okay, I can I can I can I can deal with that. Me too. But the but the, the minute sixteen stuff, if you're asking my opinion as an ASU alum, come on. Seriously, guys? Uh, to me, that was like, thanks, but no thanks. Exactly. Because, like I said, he skates out there and, and he gets in the net, doesn't see a shot. The game's over with. It's, it's all said and done. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a slap in the face, but it's kind of like, really? You did this to me now? No, 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 no. You couldn't start in the period. Don't say it like that because then it sounds like you're, I mean, it just, I'm just talking from a from a storyline perspective. Okay, um, a storyline perspective that uh, it would have been great to see him start, or they had to put him in at the start of the third period. Um, I understand that they're not about sentimentality in the NHL. I get it. You know, and the Kraken are trying to, you know, solidify their playoff spot. Okay, right now they're still 
uh, two points behind the Kings with a game in hand. And if they win that game in hand, they would own the you know they would they would own the tiebreaker with more regulation wins. So I get it because you, you're you, you're still playing in an NHL game that matters. So, well, I only have two things to say about that. Is uh, not sure why you picked him up and brought him there then. Uh, if that if, if he wasn't good enough to, to, to start and play in the NHL, then why was he there? Secondly, I'll say is that, um, you know, if, if, if you looked at the stats, and I know his are um, games played are far less than the other two players, the other two goaltenders, but he does have the best numbers. <laughs> and he has won a couple of games in, uh, in the NHL. So if you're going to take him with, bring him with, then start him. And if you're not, then, then either don't bring him with or just let him be there for for the backup role and, and go in. But I, I don't I just didn't see the point in putting him out there for a minute sixteen. But that's just me. And um it is just, yeah, there's a lot I, of things that, that, that I'm not comfortable with. It's not that I don't agree with you. Um I just don't want to make it sound like we're speaking for anybody else. No, no, absolutely not. And and Coach Axtell, I've known Coach Axtell for a long time uh, from his days at North Dakota, and certainly he's going to do what he want, has to do to win hockey games. And he has his reasons, and he had his reasons for putting him in with 116. And I saw some Twitter stuff going like, yes, yes, awesome, what a great gesture. And I saw this going like, really? This is what you decided? Um, so whatever. It, it's like everything. It's controversial. It's it's not about the media or making a storyline or anything like that. It's no. about winning NHL hockey games. But yep. I was just uh, I caught back a little bit by it that you would you would do that um, if you felt you couldn't put them in any time before that. Then why would you wait until then and then do it anyway? Neither here nor there. It's uh, it's over with. But Joey got to see the arena. Got to be in there. Um, yep. Other guys making the jump. Did you see the guy from Michigan? Decided to sign the uh, AHL contract today. Uh, I saw a bunch. Mackie Samuskevich. That's who I'm talking about. Heading to Charlotte. Yep. Okay. Um, get that the NH, You know he'll get that uh, NHL playoff experience. Or the, you know the AHL playoff experience. Yeah, there you go. The AHL playoff experience. I thought I said that, but I wanted to correct myself just in case. <laughs> you said NHL, sure. but that's okay. Did I say NHL? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you know, Charlotte will be in the playoffs and it's not news that a, 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 an NHL team will bring in somebody, uh, to, 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 to get playoff experience in the, in, in, in the AHL. Um, you know, that's not news, but, you know, you know, we're, we're sitting here and and you know you want to you want to see your teams you know you want guys to get a feel right i mean you know the the panthers may or may not make the playoffs they might, thanks to the choke job by my Islanders last night, but that's another story. <laughs> by, by the way, our, our own Stephen Marsh sent me a text last night. He goes, how worried is Paul about his Islanders not making the playoffs? Well, like I said, uh, you know, thanks to the choke job they they did last <laughs> night. At least you can be um, honest in, uh, in, 
in critiquing their efforts. You know, so so um, Florida will, I'm sure, would want uh, Samuskevich to to play. Um, and this way, they know he's going to play because they're in the AHL playoffs. So, yep, good stuff. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got more stuff to talk about. There's uh, more player movement, as I uh, teased uh, in the beginning, and then also um, there's been some rumors circulating. And are they rumors, Paul? Because you and I were speculating on these things. Um, a long time ago, at least a year ago. Always. But we'll come back and talk about it in just a minute. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken the spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. 
on your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey West Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It uh, It is indeed Tuesday night, which is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from a very hot Offland, Nevada, where it's in the mid-90s, chasing 100 today. Um, too early for that, by the way. My no, co-host, as always, <laughs> Paul Ornstein, joining me from about 10 people of sea level out on Long Island, New York. Paul, I, I was just thinking about this as I had the TV on here, and of course, in Laughlin, right. Nevada you get Las Vegas TV and uh, they're making a big deal about this MSG sphere that's being built. Have you heard about that? This what? Who? What? It's called, it's called the MSG, as you would guess, Madison square garden sphere. It's like, it's like a globe, a large globe that they built a very large globe that they built in the center of Las Vegas. Uh, It's getting close to opening. It's a big circular ball. But the thing that got to me was when I was watching the uh, videos of the uh, reporters talking about it today, I thought about you and seeing the uh, the Death Star for the first time, the uh, Allegiant Stadium. And you said, why did they paint this all black? Well, this sphere is huge. It's a big concert venue. It's circular. And, I've, uh, no, I've no idea. I've never heard, I've, I've never you, heard you need, of it. So. You need to look it up. But anyway, it's all black. You're in the middle of the Vegas desert, and this whole thing is all black. I cannot imagine what the cost must be to cool a big, round, um, black sphere. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah. You need to look it up. The MSG sphere, It's uh, you, you'll, get, you'll get impressed. So anyway, um, so you and I were talking last uh, uh, year and a half ago when— All the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> that too. But all we were, the time. We were talking about— um, the NCHC commissioner, Josh Fenton, leaving right. to take a similar role in the Summit League. And right. I think one of the first questions you asked me was, what do you think? you think he'll uh, want to try to get a hockey program uh, going in that conference? Well, Rumors. Yeah, and I've, uh, and I've actually seen it in two different places. Um, I don't... Um, you know, um, once again, it this is all coming in from the NCAA transformation committees. Yes, and, sir. And so nothing in this vein should be shocking. Um, but somebody actually put it down, quote, on paper, because I don't know what this – I'm not – I don't want to say on the screen. Yeah. So – well. Right now, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but they're they're hinting at the fact that four NCHC schools could make the jump. Well, they don't have a choice. I mean, they are in the right. Summit League, right? Uh, would make not the four jump. NCH. No, 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 not four NCHC teams. Three NCHC teams. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Three, three NCHC teams. Um, There's one CCHA team. Yes, yes. Good call. Anyway. So there would be three uh, NCHC teams, which would put a crimp 
into NCHC hockey, wouldn't it? Well, when you consider, would you not have to go looking for? Would you not have to go looking for teams quickly? Well, I think you'd find them. I don't think that's an issue. Um, the but would it dismantle the, the NCHC the way we know it? Of yes. course it would. Yes, absolutely. You, when you take Denver and North Dakota, they are the brand names. You know the the the, you know the the blue blood programs. You're taking two of those out of that league. You can't. It has to affect what the what what those other schools will do. And, and also that the brand that was set up that the, the uh, blueprint is the word I'm looking for under what the NCHC was created was like-minded schools where hockey was number one. Now they're going to be forced if they're going to stay in business, essentially to uh, take other teams um, where hockey is probably not number one. I think could find some, you know, I mean, maybe there would be, but um, so I, I think that's, you know, I don't know how I feel about it because I get it. If you're in the summit league and we know Josh Fenton does a great job, but it's kind well, of, Here's kind of destroying a really good conference, isn't it? Here's here's the question that I would ask. Is, and we know that from, from what we've read and seen, right? we know there are three confidential schools doing feasibility studies. We know the name of three schools doing them. So None of which would be in the NCHC. Well, hold on. Um, that means there are seven teams. We don't know which side of the fence they fall on seven schools. What if one or two of those are summit league teams? Yeah, could be. What if, what if one or two of those teams are, uh, say, uh, Kansas city. Right. What, you know, what if, what if, what if one of the, what if one of those teams is, you know, the Kansas City, Missouri? I don't, I don't know what what they use um, in terms of their official uh, thing. I don't know if it's Missouri slash, you know, Missouri, Kansas City, or just Kansas City University, or whatever it is that they do. Yeah, I get your point, though. It's... Um, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think it's University Missouri Kansas City. Um, what if, you know, what if they're one of the schools since uh, one of those seven, or one of the three? Right. Um, we know that there are other schools like Oral Roberts is in Oklahoma. Um, maybe one of the other Dakota schools says, okay, we're in. That would be South Dakota um, State or University of South Dakota or North Dakota State who has right. a club program. Uh, they do. Oh, and guess what? An, which school is an affiliate member? Who would that for be? Soccer. And Who would that be? Um, that would be Lindenwood. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so I don't. Now they are at 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 the moment. Lindenwood is a member of the 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 Ohio Valley Conference, but if they're already in a, a a a member for an affiliate member of one sport, why what's what would stop them from being? The, the transition uh, should be easy, is what you're saying. A second one, you know, a second or a third sport. I I don't so, know. So I'm not worried. So, I'm not worried at all about um, the Summit League because I know right, Josh so the question well would enough be, to know that he would do a great job. What I'm worried right. about is what happens to the NCHC. You lose powerhouses like North Dakota and Denver, and now now you're gonna. What are you gonna do? You got Colorado well, College. You got. Um, <laughs> well, the happiest the happiest team in that group would be um, probably Miami. Yeah, probably. But but um, here's the thing, Paul. Um, you're going to take – now you're going to mess up the rivalries between Denver and Colorado College. They will no longer be conference rivals. They'll just be non-conference rivals, I guess. Right. Um, do, does Air Force want to pay the million dollars to join the NCHC and stay within that little geographical footprint? Does Arizona State want to become part of the NCHC? Um, I mean, there's so many ways this could go, but boy, I, if I'm Heather Weems, I've got to be going like, what, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> and well, maybe, she, maybe she knew before this, so I'm not, maybe, you know, because we, we both said immediately when Josh went to assembly, we go, and he's just going to leave hockey out. He's not, he's not going to have any interest in hockey anymore after he started a hockey conference. I, I, I'm just sitting here and, <sighs> You know, it 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 did. Come, on, we did. I, I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast too. So the question would be, um, you know, Western Michigan, St. Cloud, your Bulldogs up there in Duluth, CC, and Miami. Like we know that Miami would be like, yay. Um, I don't know what. But, the, but you I mean, gotta, you got to get you got to get three more teams, or at least a couple more teams, to to make sure. So, do you reach out to Arizona State? Has that been in the in the works? Is that I why Arizona State hasn't picked up a league yet? Because they kind of anticipated that something like this could happen over the last year and a half. I mean, there's so many questions out there. We're not going to get any answers until something comes of it officially, because nobody wants to tip their hand. Uh, you know. But I think I think you're correct. I think North Dakota, I think Omaha, I think um, Denver, I think Lindenwood. They all make sense, right? Um, what do you do with Augustana? Well, they're already in the CCHA. I know. So I know. So what do you do? Well, that would bring that would bring them back down to an even number. There you go. There you go. That would, that would bring that league back down to eight. Now you could add. Right, so you could add, because then you now you're now because now we're really getting into the weeds, right? Because then you could say that the CCHA could invite Western Saint Cloud and Duluth and Miami, and then the NCHC goes away. I I'm just listen. I don't know. Oh man, you just opened up a can of worms. It'll take us all summer to dig through. Because then you could sit there and there you, you know. 
Um, if if they don't invite Lindenwood as an affiliate member, they could have, to. huh? They will. Well, they could, unless they will. If the, if it actually happens, Lindenwood will be one of their first calls to fill that roster out or that team. But you got to get the six conference teams. out. Yes. You have to get the six teams. Yeah, and they're they're a so, natural fit, like you say. They're already affiliate member in soccer, so that would give them a very easy path swimming. to get. In, yeah, to get them a very easy path for their hockey program, which would give them an immediate home. Um, Rick Zombo, of course, being a North Dakota alum, uh, which is probably why he's not talking to us because he doesn't want us to ask these questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, knows? so that means what? You have a conference. You have teams. So then you could maybe you would get finally get that Western Conference maybe. You think NCHC is going to just spin around and make it a Western I, Conference? I now? don't. I don't know. I th- that is beyond my pay grade. I'm just saying you then get your two Alaska schools, our buddies up there in in in, in Canada, CC Air Force and ASU, and there you go. Is it yeah. North yeah. Dakota, Denver, and and Minnesota Duluth, and those guys? No, but it's still a league, and it. You know, well, I don't here, know who would be the, in charge of it, but yeah, that's uh, what I was just, just going to say. Whoever is going to be in charge of it um, is Alaska. Both the Alaska is going to be able to afford to pony up a million bucks. Is uh, the NCHC going to find it um, advantageous to have broadcasts coming from Alaska? In the Alaska time zone, um, man, there's just so many. Well, things I don't, that... I don't know, but obviously, that would be a have a major effect on the NCHC as we know it, if it would still be in existence. Oh boy, yeah. See, that's that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw it, because uh, I didn't know if it was really going to happen or not. But this seems like you know what do they say? If there's uh, smoke, there's fire. So there's some sort of fire burning right now. Here's it's the, just here's how the, big again, of a fire. Once again, here's the problem. I'm not enough of a lawyer. Darn it. Is your son not a lawyer yet? Not yet. Um, to have a feel for what all that language means from the Transformation Committee, etc. Yeah, I mean. It, and it makes it hard because I don't. Because what's happening here is, team, this, this, and I'd be very, it would be very interesting to see if those remaining teams, and let's just for argument's sake, say um, that this happens, and those six Western teams come into existence as a league, you would not want to be in the same situation. So do you have or find a, find a multi-sport conference, whether it's the WAC or the West Coast Conference or whatever's left of the Pac-12, 10, whatever number gets used um, as the sponsor for that league so they're not subjected to the single sport conference stuff 
Um, it's weird because it doesn't seem like this would af- affects as much the uh, hockey East because those schools are all kind of big schools in terms of college hockey. But I don't know. Um, you're, you're sitting here, and and I think you have a situation now. Once again, we, we knew that this was all going to be a big, giant mess after this NCAA committee meeting. And who knows who those other teams are? Does Atlantic Hockey split the two? Does the ECAC split up a little bit and, 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 and have an Ivy League for college hockey? You know, go under the Ivy League umbrella for some of those teams. You know, what happens w- w- with that? I mean, as you sit here and you look at it, right? Um, you know, when you when you look at the ECAC, right? You have one, two, uh, three, four, five. You have six teams in the ECAC that are already part of the Ivy League. So they can protect themselves by going under that banner. Of course. What that does for the other teams, I I don't know. Yeah, I think think what we've run into, and we'll talk about this all summer, but I think what we've run into is um, we were looking for another conference. We just didn't – didn't foresee the one that would be restructuring being the NCHC. It seemed to be like the lock stock best conference in college hockey until the big 10 tried to steal that honor this year. But now boy, losing North Dakota and Denver and Omaha. Oh, ow, that that's like the meat of your conference. Sorry, CC and uh, Duluth and all of those other schools. But Man, you lose those three. Not only do you lose a ton of revenue, because you know whoever gets North Dakota's got the revenue, right? Like <laughs> I said, those are yeah. the brand names. Yeah, not not just brand names, but we're talking dollars. That's twelve thousand people a night uh, for a home game in Grand Forks and a pretty full house in Denver to take those two. And Omaha's drawn really well uh, recently, so now you're talking about three of the largest drawing universities gone wow you're rebuilding and i don't know how you rebuild it i really don't because the other schools that you could invite in while they would be competitive on the ice would also be uh not the richest in uh, I don't know. dollars I, and cents I, it just and the footprint would change dramatically because now you'd be asking cc and uh, miami to go to alaska you know it would be nice if we had a hockey college hockey czar to help figure all this out. Hey, I'm going to ask him if he wants to come on. <laughs> I am now. We're going to shoot for him Sunday night. But anyway, um, so I just want to get that out there. Other news that's not even news because I've known this for the better part of, uh, I don't know, six months, maybe more. Uh, Arizona State will play the guys from down south in an exhibition game. Uh, I guess it was the contract must have been signed today where they officially announced it because everybody thinks they have breaking news. I got news for you. I've known about this for a long time. I just well, told uh, Coach that. Berman that I would uh, would sit on it. We actually knew that they were attempting to play last year, and it didn't work out. 
we, and, we, we we've hinted at it though. It's not like uh, no, we we didn't not only hint at it. We we announced that they were going to play last the start of this this past hockey. No, team. I meant next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, yeah. We've I just uh, that's not what we do. We don't break news. We're 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 storytellers. Um, we could. It just. N- no, we we don't want to. We we're we're storytellers. Let, let, well, let somebody else bring out the news, and then um, we'll you know they, they throw out the meat, they throw out the, the the appetizer, and you and I come along and clean up with the meat and potatoes. Well, you know, like I said, it's it's not necessarily what we do, and I get that. Um, like I said, we've hinted at it. So anyway, can, you know. it's it's out there. Um, so that uh, there was one more thing, and it slipped my mind now what it was that I was going to mention before the uh, the show ended. But want to make sure I got that one in anyway. That uh, they will be playing at Mullet Arena, and yeah. um, that'll be a little bit of a rivalry still. Uh, last time they played, twenty fifteen, eight one, Sun Devils. Yeah. Going to be a little closer this year. I don't, I, I would doubt it. Didn't Ooh. those other guys score first in that game? Ooh. Yeah, they did. Confidence, confidence from the um, Sun Devil. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, listen. I, I said this. You want to make before. a prediction early? No, I don't make predictions. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> I thought maybe this was one of the times you'd want to make one. Because that's not a prediction. That's just going to be facts. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get it. I'm just sitting here, and 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 you know, and I'll and I'll say it. Um, you know, we're all sitting here with our fingers crossed that one day that other place jumps up to NCAA hockey. Can I tell you? I think they jump up to NCAA hockey before Simon Fraser does. <sighs> clearly, somebody. I mean that that that's clearly going to happen for everybody which makes no sense i'll say it again the only canadian school in the ncaa and the only sport they don't sponsor for ncaa is hockey which makes no sense um what about my not state where do they fall into this thing? oh that's a whole other story <laughs> well we've had that discussion too and i guess we can have that like i said we have a lot of air to fill over the summer and, and we got a lot of air, believe me, folks. We have a, a lot, lot of air. To, yeah, I mean, and I know we're that you know we get those guys on and on the Wednesday night show and and some other things, but uh, you know, you, I can't re- you can't really put them on the spot. Well, you can put them on the spot, but they're just not going to answer you, so it's not even worth the attempt. Um, but anyway. We'll see what happens. This is all going to shake out soon. Now that the cat's out of the bag, so to speak, and if somebody has, as you so eloquently put it, somebody has written it down, that means that uh, more things are going to be followed up on because people will dig now. And uh, people are going to have to give answers or at least uh, responses. How about that? Okay. I'm down with that. All right. Take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three value locations or behindthemask.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. 
Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find that house. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. The Spaghetti Shack, quality food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts. They're live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at whatever platform you choose to use, search, subscribe, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, and help people find the show. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will say I have a personal goal over the next, I don't know, 20 days of this month. Uh, I would like to see us climb above the 40,000 download mark. So that's a challenge to everybody listening out there on the downloads. Tell your friends, start listening to more podcasts, and uh, I guarantee you this summer is going to be red hot with Hockey Talk. If We we can call it the hot stove league of uh, of hockey in the summertime. But get on there, download it. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy what you hear, and uh, we'll continue to expand tomorrow night. Of course, the renaming of our uh, – Wednesday night podcast will now be the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Thursday night, we debut the new, the Pro Hockey West Report uh, covering the Pacific Division of the American Hockey. You have to work on how you get into that. How do I get into what? How you get into saying the The. Pro Hockey West Report. You have to work on your entrance into that phrase. Sorry, the Pro Hockey West Report. Okay. I'm working on it. I know. (laughs) All right, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.